thank you for Leo. And we thank you in advance for what he is going to share tonight, knowing that it's only going to be good. So bless you, Leo. Amen. Amen. Ah, good evening, hello. <laughs> My notes have chopped and changed a bit. I was asked yesterday, Leo, what are you speaking on? And I'm like, um, wait and see. And then I said, well, maybe it's on this theme and that theme. Got home and Claire looked at my mad notes. She said, she's like, what is your brain like? A piece of, <laughs> piece of paper with, you know, bullet points and flipping linking in and misspellings. And she's like, whoa, you know, I'll, I'll pray for you. <laughs> so, uh, um, but since then, those notes have gone out the window a bit. So it's, we, we've uh, kind of reset today. Phil, you know all about that, don't you? Lastminute.com. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to give of what, I, what I've got. Um, yeah, just on the subject of communion, because my word fits in very well, I, I think, the Lord's on our case about being one as a body. And uh, I'm a great fan of what God, God does with the opposites. You know, light to darkness, cha- you know, chaos to order. The first should be last, the last should be first. Um, you know, the dead shall rise. The, the way God speaks into things, He delights. He's such a creative um, God, isn't He? He actually speaks into things and declares the opposite. Um, so I want to speak into you tonight that if you're feeling down, if your um, things are not clicking in, I want to speak in the opposite. I want to speak into you, to us as a body. Um, the God is the God of opposites, so I want to speak in that uh, you're going to be restored where you're actually struggling, where you're sick, you're going to be healed, where you're down, you're going to find your vision, where you've lost your way, the divine sat-nav is going to recalculate. You know what that happens? I, I'm, I'm great like that, you know, Claire's my sat-nav. I'm terrible for directions. I'm one of the, Alan knows, don't you, for 20, uh, how many years is that? Um, how, many, how many times we go the same route? I still got lost, you know. And uh, Claire's my sat nav, you know, or has been. But now I've got one of these gadgets. This things are moving on a bit. And uh, you know, when you when you go the wrong route, when when you get I've replaced her with a gadget. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> cut, cut, rewind. Uh, don't record. No, okay. Yeah, recalculating. That's it. So when you go off, if you've gone off a bit, if you've gone off the route a bit. Um, the thing is, not to concentrate on how far off you are, just determine to get back and maybe look back at the, you know, the navigation, look back at the basics. You might not understand why you're going around this corner. Speaks to my life, that does. Where am I? You know. Um, but it will come good. And another thing I want to say, picking up on something Phil said this morning, um, was it Ezekiel that prophesied to the dry, in the Valley of Dry Bones? Again, it's an opposite, isn't it? It's like, can these bones live? And uh, the opposite I'm detecting tonight is in communion. This body was broken. The paradox is, it's broken to bring us together. We come together to feast on a broken body. It's an opposite. And um, each member of the body is so precious. And the way we evaluate one another is not the way God sees it. 
He doesn't see, oh, Leo's got the mic, he's the man. No, he doesn't see that. He just sees members of the same system. You know, we're all, we've all got our roles. We've all got our um, positions. And even the bits that don't make much of a fuss, the bits that are not seen and heard, the bits that are internal, he still values you. And I'm speaking this into you. You might think, well, you haven't got the limelight. You've lost your way. You've muddled things up. You've lost your passion. Or you don't get seen. Or you don't get noticed. Or you serve behind the scenes. And people don't see that. Or maybe you serve indirectly. You work really hard in your career. You work full time. And um, you give a tithe, maybe more than a tithe, into the church. You're actually serving indirectly. But you may not get the limelight. You may not get the claps. You may not get the, the big name thing. But you're in the background doing your bit, giving faithfully, turning up. And I want to honour everyone tonight, from the Lord, I believe, just for being here. Just for being here, whatever state you're in. You've come together, you're part of the body. Um, Right, so, Romans 12.10 Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. And uh, I was out running with Pete Gow and uh, we were having a bit of a joke about this one. That the, the Bible often in the New Testament tells you not to be, you know, you're not in competition. You're not com- comparing one another with yourselves with one another. You're not looking at yourself and saying, am I like, like him or her? Um, but this is a competition. Be better than others at making others look better. Be better than others, or try to, at being, making others look better. That's the gist of that. Outdo one another in honouring other people. Um, I guess if you're top of the league, you won't even be noticed. You'll just be the person honouring others and making, them, making things work for them. So love one another with brotherly affection. Uh, I want to read now from 1 Corinthians 12, if you've got uh, any versions with you. Um, it's about one body and many parts. So, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. There is one body, but it has many parts. But all its many parts make up one body. It is the same with Christ. We are all baptised by one Holy Spirit. And so... We are formed into one body. It didn't matter whether we were Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free people. We were all given the same spirit to drink. I'm just going to pause there for a minute. Do you ever have that feeling when you have maybe you've done some exercise, you've worked out, or you just had a fatiguing sort of day and you drink? Do you ever have that feeling where your eyes water? It's hydrated and your skin suddenly goes hydrated. Um, I sometimes get that. Other parts of my body respond to the drinking of the Holy Spirit. Um, So it's that kind of analogy that I'm sensing. You know, when you drink, which is a fundamental thing, isn't it? You're looking after all the members of your body. We're doing it together for each one of us. 
So the body is not made up of just one part, it has many parts. Suppose the foot says, I am not a hand, so I don't belong to the body. I'm just going to stop there as well. Sometimes I've been guilty as well of discounting myself, excluding myself, being aloof and so on. There are occasions in my heart of hearts I said I'm not really part of the body. And uh, it's not true, is it? It's absolutely not true. So I may be speaking to one of you, two of you here tonight where you've had seasons like that or maybe you're struggling and think, I don't really feel part of this. I don't really feel a part of everyone else. But actually you are. You always are. By saying this, by saying that it doesn't belong to the body, it cannot stop being part of the body. And suppose the ear says, I am not an eye, so I don't belong to the body. By saying this, it cannot stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would it smell? God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. If all the parts were the same, how would there be a body? So if, all, if everyone here was a speaker or an evangelist or um, a prophet or a teacher, if we're all the same thing, we're not a body. We're just a part that belongs to some other body that needs that part. You know, we've, all, we've got to be different. We've got to celebrate our differences. We've got to include our differences. We've got to acknowledge our differences and uh, make them work together as a whole. God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. If all the parts were the same, how would they be, there be a body? As it is, there are many parts, but there is only one body. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, it's just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be the weaker are the ones that we can't do without. The parts that we think are less important we treat with special honour. I'm going to pause. <laughs> we don't naturally do this. I'm being honest. What we naturally do is honour the parts more readily that seem more important. Because myself included, we're all prone to look on the outside. It's easy to honour the ones that seem more important. But that's not scriptural. We, God honours the parts that are hidden, sometimes more so. And the private parts aren't shown, but they're treated with special care. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> On both counts. Yeah. <laughs> um, the parts that can't be shown don't need special care. But God has put together all the parts of the body and has given more honour to the parts that didn't have any. In that way, the parts of the body will not take sides. Ooh. Not take sides. I don't know what your translation says. I must confess, this was just downloaded today, so I'm going with that for now. Taking sides. You know, um, who's in what camp? Who's spiritual, moving forward? Who's going for it? Who isn't? You know, who's missionary-minded? Who isn't? Taking sides. But you won't do that. You won't do that if you're one body, other than to take the whole body's side. All of them would take care of one another. If one part suffers, every part suffers 
with it. If one part is honoured, every part shares in its joy. You are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. So again, um, I just have this real sense. In fact, I want to prophesy. <laughs> I want to speak it out. I want to say what's on my heart. I'm not going to say, can these bones live? I want to ask the question, or I believe the Lord's asking the question of me, and possibly you as well. Can this body come together? I mean, you think about church splits. Think about church history. Think about denominationalism. Um, so easily we split and go apart. I'm going to prophesy the opposite. Do you mind if I do that? This body will come together. This body will see itself as part of the whole. This body will not be obsessed with each member's role, but will be, uh, will be concerned about serving the body as a whole. This body will honour one another. This body will suffer when parts suffer. This body will rejoice when parts rejoice. This body will be one. Um, members have... This, these are my notes now. It's not the Bible. Um, members have differing, differing functions but support the whole body. So if you've got to choose, you might go for the noble, what you consider to be the noble part. I want to be a brain. Oh, that's great, isn't it? The brain controls everything. Yes. Not really. Not mine doesn't. <laughs> you know, yours might. <laughs> <laughs> Claire will tell you my notes, you know. Um, my brain's all over the place very often. Um, or I want to be the lungs. Oh, you can't do about the lungs. I want to be the heart. That's passionate, that's the blood supply, that's keeping the system going, you know. The, the vital organs. I want to be one of the big names. Um, why would you want to be a brain? Well, maybe you want to be a brain because you want the control. Maybe you, you like learning. Well, if you like learning, you're likely to be using your ears on occasions. And uh, I'm quite fascinated by ears, not the physical ear, but I'm quite fascinated with the idea of listening and learning that way, an auditory learning. Um, but the thing that occurred to me is, there's a feedback system, isn't there? When the brain wants to learn, it takes its ears to the lecture. Yeah? And it tells its ears, listen. So the, the ears cooperate. And maybe they'll come and sit at the front, maybe they'll de-wax or something, you know. But they'll co cooperate, won't they? Or they'll put their plug in. You know, the brain says, learn. So the ear is interesting, it listens, it weighs. But just as an aside note, often our ears are offended because of the way God speaks. It's been all through history. When God spoke to the Jews, he spoke in mysteries, things they couldn't understand or foresee. Mysteries. Come on, God, speak plain Jewish or English, or whatever. No, I'll speak in mysteries. There's an offence, potentially, or, you know, it doesn't kind of fit. Then Jesus spoke in parables. Well, what's he on about? My ears don't get it. Now he's speaking through prophetic things and tongues. We had a tongue this morning. You know, quite a powerful tongue this morning, linked in. And to... The human ear, what are they, you know, how can I process this? But God 
will often confuse the brain to expose the heart. Because it's not about, have I heard right and does it make sense? Sometimes, I suggest. It's about, do I want to hear what God's saying? And will I go away and chew on that? Do I want to unravel the mystery? Will I see what's been revealed? So that's a heart issue. Um, And the other thing I like about the ear is having heard, there's another function of the ear, which is to check for balance. And I think the two go hand in hand, for the purposes of my illustration anyway. <laughs> I'm going to make them work. <laughs> All right. So, you're listening, you're weighing things up, and uh, check for balance. Check for balance. You know, is it all just pie in the sky? Is it all just hype? Is it all just emotionalism? But on the other hand, don't despise. Don't despise what, what sounds odd just because it sounds odd. Don't despise the prophetic. Don't despise Jesus' teaching that doesn't always make sense to us. Um, don't despise the tongue. Don't despise um, expressions of, of emotion. So we have to check for balance. Um, the second one is one can be whole, but no one is the whole. So, the idea is one can be whole, you can be whole, you can be whole, but no one is the whole. So, no matter how well you get, no matter how good your ear is now, no longer needs the um, hearing aid, it's de-waxed, it's tuned in, it's quite a good ear, quite happy in my ear now, it's not, it's not it, it's just an ear. It's the body. Um, thirdly, the whole is always more than the sum total of its parts with God. There's a value added. When we come together, ignoring, just for the sake of coming together, ignoring our individual differences, ignoring our preferences, ignoring our ministries, um, when we come together and we are joined together and we just say we're going to put that behind us and just be one, we, be- we add value. I believe, because the Lord wants us unified. He wants a body. He doesn't want a macabre arrangement of different parts fighting. You know, he wants, he wants a body that's together, functioning. Fourth one is um, all parts of the body serve the whole. So the ear, for example, when it's learning or cooperating in the process of learning, is serving the whole body. And uh, the fifth one, one suffers, all suffer. So a, a, ch- a challenge there, let's nourish and heal the afflicted part. Um, obviously the whole body needs the Holy Spirit. We looked at drinking together, but occasionally we dysfunction, occasionally we become a disillusioned, or maybe we're sick. And, um, you know, it will be unthinkable if you went home tonight with a raging headache It'd be unthinkable just to say, well, I think I'll ignore that for two weeks because the rest of us are doing all right, actually. Head, ache, and head, you've got a problem. I mean, you wouldn't, would you? You you take the tablet or you take the prayer or you do something um, because it'll be raging. And I think um, 
that's the way it should function. We, we shouldn't become dis- desensitized to the point where you're raging, um, someone's storming off, um, someone losing their faith. We shouldn't become desensitized to the point where that doesn't matter to us. It should matter to us. And it's only going to matter to us if we're trying to be one. If we're trying to be more than the sum total of the parts. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, let's look at the time. So, how are we doing for time? Timekeepers. Keep going, says Tim. Yeah, thank you, Tim. That's a, that, I'll, take, I'll receive that. Uh, okay, so there's vital parts in the body. The heart, the lungs that you might consider vital, the brain, etc. Um, there's dynamic parts, parts that move. Imagine this. Imagine going to the heaven and saying, why did you make me an ankle? Why am I an ankle? Well, you know, when the body had to change direction, you came in handy. When the body had to go uphill, you came in handy. In fact, when I moved my body, <laughs> you came in real handy. So, uh, but this is not on video, is it? Switch the video off. Yeah. You know, so, why did you make me an ankle? You served the whole. Try dancing without ankles. Not impossible, but not quite as good as it. So there we are. Um, Right, so, okay, skip that. Here's a joke. I I need to warn you that it's a joke, otherwise people might sort of... Get their, get their offence diaries out and think, you know, I'll, I'll note that one for later, you know. Okay, uh, so, we go to heaven, and uh, the coccyx approaches God, you know, um, and the appendix, let's go and see God now, you know, and, and they're like, they're approaching God and saying, oh, what was the point? Why did you make me a coccyx? Why did you make me an appendix? And God looks at them and says, Oh, it's, you know, you're very special, you two. You don't know it. Come with me and I'll take you and I'll tell you the mysteries. You're there for a mysterious calling. Come into this room. We're talking. And they, they cheered up, you see. Ah, God's going to tell us the mystery of why we exist. Anyway. The finger came along after that, and the finger's a bit cross. The finger's, um, I know this is difficult to get your head around, but the, the finger is folding his arms. <laughs> yeah, they, and, he, and he's tapping his feet. He's like, so he, he's asking God, you know, why did you make me a finger? And um, God's kind of looking at him, he said, don't you understand? He says, my child, my child. And the finger says, yeah, right. He says, no, my child, I have purposes for you. He said, yeah, yeah, tell me about it. You just made me a finger. And uh, so God sort of tries to reason with the finger. And uh, eventually, the finger really gets irritated. I want to know my purpose, God. In fact, the finger points his finger at God and says, why did you make me a finger? And um, God said, look, even the children know. He said, well, come on, just tell me. Put me out of my misery. Why did you make me a finger? He said, it's to pick the nose. <laughs> you know. So, you know, 
we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> oh, come on. When you were children, you picked your nose. You did. You dealt with those blockages. I know you did. Yeah. Only in the car. Yeah, only in the car. Only in private. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've all got our parts, haven't we? We've got our parts to play. Um, I'm glad I warned you as a joke. <laughs> Yeah, I made up. <laughs> it's, it's the way I tell of Mark, isn't it? Yeah. So, anyway, I want to get to, down to now, talking about what our purposes could be. How do you find your purpose? You know, you might be sat there. I don't think Paul meant this literally. I don't think he meant find out whether you're an ear or a finger, or a nose or a nostril or whatever. Um, but I think he was giving an illustration. But nonetheless, I think it's useful. Um, you know, how do we find our purpose? How do we find what we're here for? And I've already said about serving would be one. So just find out what you can do. Can you make the tea? Uh, can you make the coffee? Can you put out the chairs? Can you talk once in a while? You know, could you jump on on a plane and go to a trip? Could you learn the prophetic and give give that a go? Just give things a go. And uh, if you're an ear, pardon the analogy, but it'll work if it involves listening and if it involves picking up things. If you're an eye, it'll work if it involves seeing things um, so yeah just, just put that in there that so God's got predestined things for us to do yeah um, one of the things we did we were asked we were encouraged by Heather to do before we went to Uganda Mark you may remember as well we had to write a list of you know things we might do when we get there and uh, you know I don't know if you put down your firefighting would probably be one of them wouldn't it because that really came into its own out there um, it was a great joy working with Mark on, on that. We were a bit of a tag team, weren't we, having a go at that. So we were working together to put in a policy for the school so they can have a basic, you know, fire procedure. And Mark had, a, I believe, a Holy Spirit revelation of using whistles, like in the, in the Fire of London. Because they've got no... It's back to basics out there. It's like whistles and buckets. And already... They're, they're further ahead than they've ever been and it actually will work, I'm sure it'll work and we tested it and gave it a go so. but you know, we put things on the list that we might do when we get there what, so basically, it's asking the question what can you do already? well I can teach so um, Megan, not Megan Bev, ended up teaching at the school and Megan was helping her um, as an assistant, and it was great, it's fantastic. Well, I can teach. I can. I, I'm interested in a bit of prophetic. I, I, I rather like working in the community. And Claire was out there working in the community, and lo and behold, when we got there, surprise, surprise, we were timetabled in to things that kind of fitted our skills. Is that fair, Mark? And uh, I think we can do that, can't we? We can start with. Don't worry about, oh, have I got all this gift in? Is there mega, mega, mega prophecies over my life? Am I the bee's knees? Am I travelling? Am I this? Am I don't, don't, don't get too hung up. Just start with, what can you do? I, I'll tell you a story. Um, a lot of you know my, my background. I was brought up in care. I had severe abuse. I was, I've been put down. I've been shut, shut in cellars. I've been sat on in boxes. I've been swung around by my ear until I wet myself. I've had, um, I've had all sorts of stuff. And my, my parents just basically left five children. And, uh, but I'm not there. That's not me anymore. 
because God's fantastic at reversing our histories. The very things the devil said is going to hold you. I came, I've come from a very poor area in London, a very rough area, and statistically one of the poorest areas for education, and uh, I ended up teaching. You know, God's the God of opposites. Uh, the one teacher that abused me came from Dorset. I live in Dorset. Um, <laughs> you know, what, what's that about? I mean, in the natural, you think I'm not going to Dorset and I'm not going to teaching. You know, and uh, but God, God's different, you know. And all my, 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 my things with children in care, that's been used out in Uganda. Um, my poverty, what came into play because I was able to relate on a certain level. The, my multicultural background, where I've lived with um, West Indians, I've had West Indian food, you know, we've shared um, food together and uh, the home together. I've been brought up partly. In fact, I've had very few English people bring me up, very few, two, and that was briefly. So, it, things, things that are your disadvantage become your advantage in God. He's a God of opposites. And um, anyway, this is my story. Uh, I was a bit phobic when it came to swimming, not surprisingly. Lots of young boys and girls would understand this, I'm sure. You go to the swimming baths back, back, back then in the East End particularly. You know, if you couldn't swim, you're just the butt of the bigger boys to dunk you, or to jeer, or to show off. And it was terrifying to be dunked, and like, I'm going to die. You know, you, you come back up, this is not conducive to learning to swim. No. And, and I, I, I developed a kind of fear of the place. The, you know, the echoes of the kids screaming would reverberate on the walls and off the water. I could smell the chlorine. I could see this sea god. <laughs> like, that, that wasn't conducive. You know, I was petrified. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to learn to swim. And there's no one to teach me. Literally, no one to teach me. Uh, this is what I did. I was about eight years old. I said, you know what? I'm going to stay in the shallow end. Um, I'm going to stand where the water doesn't go over me. I'm going to calm myself down, and I'm going to put my head under water. Yeah, that works. Right, so I can calm myself down. I can stay in the shallow end. I can put my head under water. Right, I'm going to put my head under water, and I'm going to sit on the bottom. So I sat on the bottom a few times. Oh, I'm still alive. Right, I'm going to sit on the bottom, and I'm going to lay on the bottom this time. So I sat down and they, I came back up. I still, I'm still not swimming, but I've done a lot more than I've ever done before. Oh, this is working. I keep coming back up. I keep living. Fantastic. I'm going to go on the bottom. I'm going to lay on the bottom, and I'm going to do this movement and see what happens. And one time I did it, I moved. So I, I'm sat, I'm laying, I'm moving. Maybe that's a bit like swimming. I almost swam. I came up. Well, yeah, I did swim. I think I did swim. I do it again. Yeah, I swam. I swam. Well, if I can do it on the bottom, can I come up to the top? And I experimented. Yeah, I'm coming up to the... It's working. It's working. Oh, thank goodness. Air again. I'll do that again. It's working. It's working. Air again. If I can do that, can I stay on the top? It's working. It's working. I stay on the top. Two, two inches. Four inches. Six inches. And I kept going and going. Then I said, if I can... I, I think I can swim. I said, now I'm going to cut a corner. I'm going to do a corner in the shallow end. And I did a tiny corner. Like, don't laugh, five feet. And I made it to the other side. Well, let's try seven feet. 
and I made it to the other side. Then I said, I'm going to build this up and I'm going to do a whip. And I did a whip. Then I said, I've done a whip. I'm going to try the corner out in the deep end. And I did a corner in the deep end. And then I got the courage up. I do a whip the other side in the deep end. So I can just grab on in case. Didn't need to. I was now swimming. And I throw this out there to say, start with what you got. I didn't have a teacher. I didn't have encouragement. I was petrified. I was on my own. Um, my education was poor. Swimming was really done. Um, but you can teach yourself things. But really, it's God behind it. I believe God was behind that. I don't just think it was me teaching myself. I think he was fathering me and saying, I'm here with you. You know, you're not on your own. I can look back now and I can say that. But I find that, as a, for me, that's a powerful metaphor. Even now, in my self-employment, I'm teaching myself things. I say, what can I do? Yeah, I've done teaching, I've done butcher's work, I, I, I've, done, um, I've worked in factories, I've worked in warehouses. I even worked for gypsies once. And my job, this is my job, no, no word of a lie, went along to a fairground. They said, you do, you want a, do you want a job? I said, yeah, okay, what's the, what's the job? And I had to um, wear this sea monster outfit <laughs> and hide. I don't remember this. <laughs> I end up with black eyes illustrating this one. It's another story. And uh, I had to hide as a sea monster. And the customers would come in and pay to see the sea monster. So my role, my brief, was to jump up, run at them, and smash a mallet near them. So they go out screaming. First, they, they just stood there and laughed, like. <laughs> but I thought, right, oh, you know, I'm glad they can't see me blushing behind this, you know, blue lagoon. They just laughed at me. Yeah. Like, next one, I really gave it some welly. And they screamed and ran out and brought their friends. I was a sea monster. Why am I going there? I don't know. Uh, but my life is a tapestry. My life is really weird. I don't have a standard life. I've got standard life insurance, yeah, but I don't have a standard life, you know. I don't. Seriously, if you look at my past, you'll think, what, eh? What, when, who? How did you get here? Was you there? I didn't know that. And uh, so I want to say to you now, I want to prophesy to you now, that your bits and pieces that seem odd and don't fit, they're all going to come together in God. He will work them together for good. And I know in Uganda, and I don't say this to boast, but at the time of my life, it was the best two and a half weeks, apart from my initial conversion of, of my Christian walk. Everything, but ching, 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 came into alignment. You know, my background, the fact that I could now, even my teaching came from selling double glazing. How does that work? Um, I was a salesman. Claire hated it. You know, I came home smoking cigars. I'm going to make big money here, Claire. You know. <laughs> she was like, don't like that image, you know. <laughs> so, no. But, but you see, why did God make me a salesman? Because I was underconfident. And I tell you what, you go knock on someone's door and sell them double glazed in from scratch. Ooh, something rises up in you. And uh, years, years down the road, unbeknown to me, I ended up teaching. And I had some confidence in front of people. I would not have ended up teaching had I not been a double glazing salesman. And maybe the monster of the Blue Lagoon as well helped. I don't know. Um, but God's got a funny way of bringing your journey to where you are now. So uh, I think I'm going to finish up there, but 
the main thing is, honour the body, make others look good, celebrate your differences, and if we're serious about it, let's prophesy, let's say, we, this body, will come together. Amen. Thank you, Leo. I feel that's like a real now word. Hey, if not for you, that's a real now word for me. Um, 